This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. My question this morning, my sermon title this morning, is what is it worth? Matthew chapter 13 is full of incredible parables and wisdom as the Lord just explains the kingdom, the kingdom of heaven, as he explains the truth, the life, as he unlocks the gospel, the good news of himself as God sent Jesus Christ to take our place on the cross. But I want to start with this. In 2013, seems like a long time ago, eh? In 2013, a couple were out walking in or on their property in California, California. Uh, When they stumbled across a rusty old tin that was sticking out of the ground, and they, you know, they give it a kick and a prod, and they unearthed the tin, and in the tin was a series of gold coins. Intrigued and excited, they went back to where they found the tin, and they unearthed a load more tins. And in those tins were a load more gold coins, some of the rarest coins that the USA have got. And that little tin that they kicked and those few that they found made them about $10 million. I know, that's a lot of dollars. About six million pounds, or in today's money, about 10 million pounds. It's about the same, is it now? (laughs) But very, very, very impressive was the finds. called the Saddle Ridge Hoard. I've not made it up. Go and have a look quite impressive. But the reason that I tell you that is because our passage is just like this, but I might argue this morning that it's a little better. You see, a man in this passage, as we're going to read, has stumbled across what can probably only be surmised as a gold mine. I was hoping to find one in Retford when we moved in. All I found were bricks and lumps of clay. Still. But the man recognizes that this gold mine is of value. So what he does is he goes away and he sells everything he has in order to buy the field that the mine is in. Matthew chapter 13, verse 44. There are two parables here together, 44 and 45, two different meanings, two very different um, outcomes, but two very same stories, as odd as that sounds, but we'll have a look. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again. And then in his joy, if you're an underliner, underline that, then in his joy went and sold all he had, and bought that field, as you would. And in verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant 
looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and bought it. It's uh, one of Hugo's favorite little stories. He's got a, um, a little um, Jesus Bible storybook, um, and the man with the, uh, with the fine pearl, it's one of his favorites. He likes it. The man has nothing left to sell apart from the hat on his head with a very cool little feather. One of those that Harry, what was his name? Not, not Harry Hill. I was, nothing out of anybody. Please help me. No? <laughs> Robin Hood. Steals from the rich and he gives to the needy. He takes a wee percentage, but he's not greedy. That's Robin Hood, that Monsieur Hood. Anybody else watch Shrek? No, just me. Right, okay, moving swiftly on. We'll get there. Anyway, he sells everything he's got, and all he's got left is this feather hat. And the guy says to him, look, you give me a hat, and the pearl is yours. It's his favourite hat. Anybody else got a favourite hat? No? (laughs) Wow, you guys are tough this morning. Everybody tired, yeah? Well, if you're tired... I'm also tired, so please help me because I can get emotional. (laughs) But he sells the hat on his head and he gets hold of this fine pearl. And the message is, as I've already told you, what is it worth? And these two parables, particularly the first one, goes both ways. You remember um, a parable is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. The treasure found in this first parable is the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. That we, you and I, just human beings, some of us believe we're more than such. Not me, I'm just saying. (laughs) Just, Steph coughed at me. Just human beings have eternal life as we accept Christ as our saviour. There's no greater news than that. If I say nothing else today, remember that. That through Christ we can have life and life eternal. Okay? Remember that. If you're an underliner in your head, underline that. That was the important bit that Matt said I needed to remember. And this is the truth. That as we accept Christ as our saviour, as we say sorry for the sin in our lives, we are in that position where we can have that treasure. We can take hold of that treasure. Jesus has done what needed to be done. He's defeated sin and death, something that I could not do, that God sent his only son to do. And there, sin and death is defeated. Now, that's good news. Amen, indeed. One person's listening this morning. (laughs) Thanks, Sharon. But that is good news. But the question is, to you this morning, what is it worth? What is it worth? You have to think about it, because you might think, well, I don't understand. Well, because the gospel's free. Amen? (coughs) Salvation is free. You cannot pay for it. It doesn't matter how much money you've got or you haven't got. If you found the hoard that costs $10 million, it is irrelevant. Money will not buy it. But the question still is, what is it worth? Because we have to weigh up this morning. Is it the 9th of June today? 
seems a bit severe for the 9th of June. But we have to weigh up this morning, are we willing to give God our best? Are we willing to give God our lives? Are we willing to die to self? Start as I mean to go on this morning. Now you could hear a penny drop. You see, you have to know the value to know its worth. You have to know the value to know its worth. The man in the parable, it tells us, I told you to underline, is full of joy. It says, in his joy, went and sold everything he had and he bought that field. He knew what he'd found and he knew that it was worth everything he had and more if he could give it. It was worth everything that he had and in his joy. The question is, is do you know the value? Have you seen its worth? We have the verse up on the other wall. I don't refer to it very often now because my walls have changed. But John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him won't perish but will have eternal life. That as we put our faith and our trust in Christ, that the promise is that this, this will die, this shall, but Matthew is going to heaven to be with his Saviour forever. And everyone in here who knows Christ as their saviour has that same joy and that same privilege. It's not arrogance or overconfidence. It's what the word of God says. There's nothing that I could do to achieve it but by his grace, not by works, Paul says, so that any man could boast. It's by the grace of God that I can go and one day I will be with my saviour and I will see him face to face. I'm going to ask him a few questions. Six foot two would have been nice. <laughs> but you see, that's one way. But then there's this other way, which we see in verse 45. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything that he had, including the fez on his head. There we go, that's the name. Tommy Cooper, there we go. Tommy Cooper. Very good. Now, if I knew anything about him, apart from his hat, I'd share something. Got nothing. It's my age, 25. He sold everything he had and he bought it. Now, when you look at this and when you look at these two parables and you even look at your footnotes, it's all referring to you and me. But you've got to put yourself sometimes in the position that the Lord is talking about here. What about if God's the merchant? What about if God is the merchant and he's looking for fine pearls and when he finds one of great value, he goes away and gives away everything that he has in order to get it? What about this morning if you, church, are that fine pearl. What about this morning if God says, I love you that much 
that I would give away everything that I've got, my very best, in order to get you. Ephesians chapter 5 tells us how much God, how much Christ loves his church. Great verses for husbands and wives as well. (laughs) But this morning, the question is, not what is it worth, but what are you worth? What are you worth? And do you know what my Bible says? You are worth the very Son of God. You are worth God in flesh coming down onto planet Earth, being born in a stable, rejected immediately. There is no room for you. And then growing up in a time and in a world that is so against everything that he has to bring. In a time and in a place where men and women reject him, they despise him and his good news. Where Jesus Christ, who knew no sin then, was punished for your sin and for my sin. Where Christ then was nailed to a cross, a crown of thorns thrust on his head. The Bible tells us, beaten beyond recognition as a man, his beard pulled from his face. And there he bled and he died for you. And there on that cross, sin that was so in the way, sin that was impossible as it seemed to overcome, God made a way. Why? Remember, because you were worth it. Remember, because you are worth his best. And God made a way through his son Jesus, who there died and defeated sin. But my Bible does not stop there. You know the story. And after three days, the grave could not hold my Savior. And he rose again. Sin was defeated on the cross. Death was defeated as the tomb could not hold him. Didn't matter how many guards they put there. Didn't matter how good the seal was around the stone. It did not matter how big the stone was. It could not hold him. How can death hold the author of life? It's not possible, is it? Death cannot hold the author of life. So what are you worth? Well, you're worth all of that. You are worth all of that. And now we have this really bizarre turn of events. Because we, the created human beings, we have to weigh up in our heads, because we've given, been given minds to think and choices to make, we have to weigh up in our heads whether God, perfect and sovereign as he is, is worth it. We have to weigh up whether God's worth it. But God, who is perfect and the creator of the world, the Bible tells me he's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. He has always been, always will be. 
And he's already made up his mind. He's already sure. Oh, he's absolutely certain. And he said this morning, Sharon, you're worth it. You are worth Jesus Christ. And he said, June, you are absolutely worth it. You are worth my son, the very best that I've got. Mike, you are worth it. Everything I have. Charlie, he said the same to you. Everything that he has, you are worth it. And this morning, you, individually, your name, you put your name there. Am I worth it? Yes. Because of anything I've done? No. Because of anything you've done? No. But because God is love. And he loves you. And he wants the best for you. And he wants you to come into that place where you can have eternal life. And you can find what life is all about. And the sad truth is that some will still sit wondering. Is he worth it? Friends, this morning the gospel is absolutely free. It is free. And you have the opportunity to receive life and life to its very fullest measure. But you have to see the worth. God believes that you were worth Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.